But even the other night, I was just like, oh, I, I don't know what it is in my brain with married with the new modern technology. But I'm like, time to look up all the old Beastie Boys videos. <laughs> and I'm like, Beastie Boys, Beastie Boys, Beastie Boys, Beastie Boys. And it's like probably 20 videos, interviews, videos. I'm just like, tonight's the night. I'm giving myself my own master class on the Beastie Boys. <laughs> Hi, listeners. Uh, we this week, Reuven oh. is here for a Reuven rumination, and you just he, said hi, listeners. He is going to do the hey, everybody. Oh, <laughs> and that's why I didn't say it. And I'm handing the microphone to Reuven, and he's going to say hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. I'm Macy, and I'm Scott. <laughs> Welcome to No Small Thing. Tonight's <laughs> episode. You nailed is, it, Reuven. Yes, thank you, Reuven. Tonight's episode is on drum roll. Table tap. Sleep. Sleep. Episode 22. Is this episode 22? Yeah. That's my favorite number. It is? It's my favorite number. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Is it because of Taylor Swift? No. <laughs> Why is it your favorite number? Um. Okay. Well, my favorite number was two. And then I was really into soccer when I was younger. Mm. Everybody. And my favorite number is two. And that Still was, are into soccer if the occasion arises for you to play. It, that's true. Macy gets a crazy look in her eye <laughs> that I only see in those moments when she's playing soccer. Weirdly competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I was number two my whole life. Well, not my whole life. Up until around age 10. And then my best friend and I were on the same soccer team. We both wanted the number two. And so we rock, paper, scissors. And... She got it, and then I said, I'll be 22, and I, like, very confidently was like, I love 22. Wow, and, and now like, you just had it. And then my nickname was Double Trouble, because I was like, I'll be double the trouble. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> For soccer? For soccer. <laughs> so then 22 is always been my favorite number. Man, your soccer years sounds so epic. <laughs> they were rather epic. Um, yeah, so, so episode 22, sleep. we're talking about sleep. Here we we are. have this list. Maybe we'll just post it someday if anybody cares. It's just an Apple Notes mm-hmm. with all the things we want to talk about. So many things. All the and topics. I don't think sleep was necessarily a topic, but it was like staying up late or something. Mm-hmm. It was like being night owls. Being night owls. Um, Macy but. and I both share this this propensity for staying up late. Yeah. Big pro- propensity. Propensity. Mm-hmm. Tendency. Light. Love for staying up late. And I think both Scott and I have we would say like complex relationships with sleep and staying mm-hmm. up and nighttime mm-hmm. and the whole process of it. And we're not like people who are like, Oh yeah, I just go to sleep and it's a casual act. Oh, <laughs> who does that? And how? I don't know. How. I, I mean, we're going to get into it in a little bit later. This is sort of the intro right now, but I'll just say right now to me, and mm-hmm. I've heard it said several in several different poems and, uh, Sleep is the closest metaphor that we have to death. Hmm. It feels like dying. I, I don't. Whoa. I don't know why, but like, I, I don't. I, I get nervous. I'm shutting down. I'm disappearing. Hmm. I'm going away. Hmm. That feels so weird to me. That is so interesting. That that is why you yes. like you're really. 
That's I, I'm not going my issue away. with sleep. That's my whole thing. It just feels spooky to me. Whoa. Yeah. That is so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have such a different... I don't mind the act of sleeping itself and going to no, sleep. No, once I'm sleeping, I love it. But it, it's it's thinking it's like heading into death. Yes, very oh, much so. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I've never thought of that. It's just I just can't do it. It's like restlessness and mm. like the inability to... That so is my anxiety around sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but it's, I also it's love fa- the night. <laughs> it's fascinating to me. And I think this is one of the reasons we want to talk about it tonight. How, how different people are with sleep. Yeah. Everyone has a different relationship. And we're going to talk about this later, but people have been posting on our Instagram with their stories about sleep. And we have, we got some early birds, some early birds and I'm married to an early bird. Mm-hmm. And Marissa, my wife will have, a really hard day and she'll have been up early staying up late and uh, she'll go to bed and she'll wake up at six, no matter what. No Here matter it goes what? waking up at six. And Gosh. it's not like it's, it's not like this thing of, Oh, I, I have to wake up at six cause I'm responsible. It's like mm. morning time, time to wake up six o'clock <laughs> and she could be in the worst mood the night before and just dead tired. And it's like six o'clock comes here. I am. God, wake up. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> and I always say about Marissa, it's hard to describe this, but like her eyes open <laughs> and it's like they've already been open. <laughs> like it's not, there's no, there's no, um, there's no middle ground of like, oh, rubbing the crust out of your eyes. I'm sleepy. <laughs> she wakes up and her eyes are bright and white Gosh. and clear. They're open. They're big. Wow. It's so weird. That is very It takes my eyes (laughs) about four hours to wake up. And I noticed this about Macy, too. (laughs) She's one of the few people that I've noticed that about. It's made me feel better about myself. I am sleepy for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Macy's eyes have not woken up yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not fully present in the morning. Yeah, Uh, so we're all different with our sleep patterns and our sleep routines. mm Mm-hmm. Our bodies are different. I think I, I think, think there's some some science behind all this. Yeah, our minds are different. I don't know. We all have experienced sleep so differently. Mm-hmm. It's definitely no small thing. And yet, our society, our gosh darn society, our gosh darn society, <laughs> <laughs> has a way that they all want us to be. They want us to fit into this nine to five schedule. They like do animals. Like. <laughs> <laughs> And so we're doing it. We're we trying. We're trying to do it. We but, are. Um, I do think that... It's not that natural for me. No. I do think with time, it's actually starting to benefit night owls. What do you mean? I just think that there's... Especially like living in a city or with the internet, things like that, it kind of has given night owls, I don't know, like a little... Like a little validity? Not validity, but like space. I oh. don't know. Oh. I don't know. Maybe... I just think that there's a lot more opportunity now than there probably was when it was like back in the day and it was really your life was based around the sun. <laughs> oh, that that could be looked at a few different ways, though. You could say there's more for night owls to do at night. Yeah. Which is kind of what I hear you saying. Yeah. Or you could say more to distract a night owl from actually going to bed. Yes. You know, because that's, that's part of the problem of all this of like... It's true. There are times where I probably should be going to bed and I'm not. Yeah, because you're you know? just have a propensity to be yeah. staying up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know exactly what I was saying, but I do think it's interesting that we live in a time now that 
we can kind of yeah press into what, the what night are you longer. For, <laughs> oh well, there's glasses right there. Use whatever glass you want. Okay, so uh, for our intro, everybody, we're in the intro phase. We're in the intro phase. Um, here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do tonight. Uh, Macy, for the first time, sometimes I come out, I come out strong <laughs> to to recording Comes with a strong. printed out agenda or schedule. This is true. Scott is. If anyone's sometimes. gonna plan ahead, it's gonna be Scott more than me. I think. Which is saying a lot because we're neither one of us are tremendous planner headers no <laughs> it's true Reuven says off off set <laughs> off stage uh so macy tonight said she wanted to write up a little agenda and she spent most of the time creating a cool little graphic that a little says, doodle it says a little doodle sleep and it has a little sleeping emoji face we're gonna we'll post and it. a little owl <laughs> so but but then there is some things so so uh this is the intro coming up next what, we, what we're going to attempt to do is just talk about our experience in history with sleep. Yep. And like we've always said in the past, this is not scripted. So Macy's going to tell me some things. I'm going to tell her some things. This is a little of us pressing into the banter. Banter. So. Even though someday I'd love to choose a topic that we semi-low-key disagree on. Yeah. And get into like a big banter. <laughs> you know, that'd be fun. <laughs> we'll see. So, so we're going to do that. We're going to look at our listener responses on Instagram about their sleep patterns. And then at the end, we're going to try to talk about these uh, four archetypes of sleep. Sleep patterns. Sleep patterns. And then tonight, you're also going to get a Reuben rumination. Oh, and there's also Reuben rumination. He's here in the house, everybody. <laughs> yeah. So get excited about that. Okay. So that's it. Um, coming up next. We're going to do full send banter. Full send banter. (laughs) We'll get you later. Okay. everybody we're back it's a banter about sleep <laughs> uh, I, I i don't i don't really truly know the true definition of banter i don't either i don't think this is really going to be bantering i think real banter is kind of ribbing each other and giving each other a hard time and oh. like, like provoking each <laughs> other a little bit i don't know if i'm going to do and that laughing and jokes but i do think we mean banter where it's sl- slightly unscripted and not tremendously serious yeah a little more lighthearted. yeah so I I think here's what I want. What do you uh, want? Well, I think we should do like an origin story, a Macy origin story. Oh, like, wh- what do you remember about sleeping? When when did early memories of sleeping start? How did you know you were a night owl? Or some early indi- indicators? Do you have some early memories of like my sleep is a little different? I guess. I mean, I definitely wasn't a kid who ever casually like went to bed right away and was mm. fine. I wasn't like an incredible get out of my bed and go talk to my parents either kid. Mm. I just... Get out of my bed and go talk to my parents? Yeah. Do some kids do that? I think some kids do that huh. where they like get out of their bed and they're like, I can't sleep. I definitely had a few oh, of those moments, but right. a lot of the time it would be like, oh, like I'm going to, once my parents went to bed, like... 
I would go get books and read them and stay And your up parents late. always sound so much more chill than a lot of parents. In terms of this kind of stuff, yeah, I think they would have been pretty chill. Like, I don't think they ever would have been, oh, no, Macy, don't stay up. Like, they wouldn't have gotten mad at me. I like how you just intimidate, intimidated, imitated most parents. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, Macy, don't stay up. Most parents, like, get back in bed. <laughs> <laughs> um. I would like just harmlessly read. I so what are we talking about? Are we saying, are we, are we talking about seventh grade Macy? Or are we talking about fifth grade Macy? No. Ninth grade Macy? We're talking about like elementary Macy. Okay, elementary sure. Macy. Um, I have like some vivid memories of not being able to sleep as a kid too. And so that I like mm. remember really well. I just never was, oh, right to bed. I right. always expected that there would be like at least an hour once like, was my it- dad left. Was it just you in the house? No, not when I was younger. Okay. When I was like a like a young child until I was three or four, I shared a room with my two brothers. Okay, okay. <laughs> so we're, ta- we're talking about fifth grade Macy right now? Well, now we can talk about... Who, how- what, who are we going to talk about now? <laughs> <laughs> well, also, this is part of my sleep story Ooh. is I hated- everybody Everybody write down your sleep story. Your Get sleep a journal story. out. <laughs> and write down your sleep story. I didn't like sleepovers because mm. I couldn't fall asleep. Wow. Okay. There is our first little hint of some similarities. Really? I didn't like sleepovers. I was really scared of them. It wasn't until middle school that I finally was able to like accomplish a sleepover because they were so scary to me. Also, um, I don't mind admitting this now that I'm an, uh, an older adult man. Um. I, I also wet the bed. Yeah. <laughs> so sleepover was very scary for yeah, me. Yeah, that's stressful. It came with... Now, I can't actually remember wetting the bed at a sleepover, hmm. but mm-hmm. the possibility was there. Yeah. And that freaked me out. Yeah. I didn't want to fall asleep. Mm. Oh, it was, it was bad that's news. Yeah. Baby school. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad news. <laughs> yeah, so sleepovers were always tough. Um, and then once I was able to spend, like, do sleepovers, it was less stressful. I was always, I cannot think of a single time I wasn't the last one awake. And I think part of me wouldn't be able to fall asleep until everyone was asleep. But was also there something kind of nice about that? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. oh, I need to, like, be by myself before I can go to sleep. Yeah. There's, I 100% relate to that. <laughs> like, I'll lay here to just think and process everything. I, I don't understand how people can live a day. And then not process it and then just go to sleep. How? You know what I mean? People will How? go and do busy Are lives and then go this? right to bed and go right to sleep. <laughs> they just and it's shocking. Conk out. Yeah. Yeah. And we were <sighs> even talking earlier today about napping. And it's like, you can't nap. I can't nap. I, I know I need to nap. It doesn't come natural. I'm not the type of person that just is like sitting and falls asleep. I have to say, I'm going to take a nap. I mean, if you were around my house today, Jack and Avery, my kids, no, I was. I was announcing it for a while. A little bit, I'm taking a nap. I'm getting the house ready. I'm getting ready. Taking a nap, taking a nap. Oh, by the way, I'm taking a nap. You know? And then it's like, I'm going up and I'm taking a nap. And all the conditions have to be right. And it's not like easy. It takes yeah. me probably 10 to 15 minutes. And even then, it's not like a deep sleep, but it's something. It's something. But I know people that are just... I know people are just sitting around their house and they fall asleep. <laughs> I'm taking a nap. Oh, he's taking a nap. There he is. Everybody's walking around them. <laughs> There's noise. They're sleeping. <laughs> you know, how does this Just happen? Just taking a nap. Just taking a nap. Yeah. It's wow, casual. Yeah. 
It's not casual for me. It's not casual. What's your sleep origin night owl story? My sleep origin night owl That's story. That's a tough one because I feel like you sleep is, we have memories of it from such a young age. It's so I, much a part of our lives, all of our lives. I remember, I, I know very distinctly that my sleep night owl origin story is starts with puberty. Hmm. Like before that, I was very much like looking at my clock. My parents said I had to wait till seven to get out of my bed. Hmm. And I'd be like, it's, it's 630, it's 640. In the morning? Yeah. Oh, so you were kind of a morning kid? Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm ready for cartoons. I'm ready to get up and have my pop tart. I have to stay in bed till seven. (laughs) But I think around 13, it was almost overnight. It was like, coom, like seventh grade or whatever it was that hit. And I was like, I am not waking up. Hmm. I don't want to wake up. I I, I want to stay up. All the things, like the whole Wow, that is so interesting. And it was instant, it felt to me. That's Whoa. how I remembered it. So, yeah, at that point, it's the same that as you. That is so interesting because I was always like asleep in, mm-hmm. like annoyed when my mom came in to wake me up. Yeah. Like groggy for hours. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I wasn't like that when I was younger. Dang, that's yeah. wild. I was like, get up and watch some cartoons. I really wanted to watch cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> Someone get this, get some cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> My parents were a little bit more strict than you, but I think as I got older than your parents, not, not you, um, my my parents were pretty lax with my staying up. Yeah. Because I think they were tired too. That's the thing with parents is like, they're tired, so they're going to bed. Yeah. And you want to stay up? Okay, well, just make sure you don't go to bed too late, you know? And yeah. So I, I, I did get to stay up. Yeah. In a, I mean, I'd eventually go to bed, but I was I was staying up. Yeah, I can think of in high school, I would... Like, I had the upstairs. My All my siblings then did move out by the time I was in high school. So the whole upstairs was just mine. So I had this space in our house that was just mine. And I, I would just spend the whole night doing reading books, painting my nails. I think I painted my nails for one year in college, or not college, high school, every single night. Wow. Just like for fun because I wanted to stay up and just enjoy doing it. Listen to music. Right. Decorate my room. My, my heart's kind of beating fast hearing you talk about it. Why? It just sounds so great. Like <laughs> talk about that. Like talk about that space. Like what does that feel like for you? You're, the, the lights, every, the house Everybody's gets shut down. Asleep. Everybody's asleep. It's quiet. How do you feel? Well, I think... I just feel like free. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the ultimate thing of like no one's, there's no one that needs anything from me. No one's expecting me. Like I don't have any social obligation. This is just like me time. Try to explain it to, <laughs> well, I'm requesting, not demanding. Request. Would you please try to explain to maybe these other folks that just go to sleep at nine mm-hmm. and no matter who's in the house or what the schedule is or what's happened today, and here comes nine and they're sleeping. Wow. So what what is it like to sort of be waiting for the night? Hmm. People have gone to bed. It's quiet. Hmm. And now what happens? What happens to you? Like in my soul? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I mean, I don't think I'm like a person who, I'm not like waiting throughout the day for it to be like, oh, I can't wait for it to be nighttime to have Hmm. this place all by myself. I'm not like longing for it all day. Although I think sometimes I can be, I like afternoons are the worst Mm. time of day for me. I'm like, Oh gosh. Like I just want it to be nighttime at this point. (laughs) But, um, there is some sweet, sweet, like 
just almost, not relief, but just like excitement and relief at this idea of it just being, I don't know. I like the idea that everyone's asleep or that there's no one else around or that this idea of like you being the only mind awake, which is not true. You can be on the internet and you can be like, there's people awake all around us in the world, but there's something very, I don't know, captivating about the idea of being that per- that one person awake. Mm, there is. It's as you're saying I can't it, really right? describe it. When I was in the but what's dorms, the feeling? What's how do you feel? How do Excited, I feel? peaceful. I think peaceful and like energetic. Mm-hmm. I'm very energized by the. I like I'm a, I start to wake up mm. once I'm like oh isn't that weird it's I start so to wake up strange. that's a good way of saying it. but I start to like wake up to this it's a different side of me almost that was that was like yeah. couple hours at night it's this almost like a secret self that you have Ooh. because you're well said thank you I was I was <laughs> thinking the real me I was thinking that I was mm. like the real me somehow comes out I don't know what that means yeah. but it's, secret self that's another way of saying because it. it's not like I'm not the real Macy during the day, but there is this part of yourself that you have just for yourself. And I think probably morning people would say that about their morning sometimes. Well, yeah, they would probably have true. a similar experience to it of it being that space that they can create. And it's your There's do- something similar about those morning people where they wake up and they're the first and there's nobody yeah. else up and it's quiet. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I see that. I just... It's just not the same for me in the morning. I, I'm so angry. I could never, mm-hmm. I could never have that be peaceful. Mm-hmm. I could, ha- I could find, and I have found, some semblance of goodness mm-hmm. in a morning. But I'm really working hard. Yeah, you know, I've got to be like, okay, there's the sunrise. I know. I have to like I have coffee. It's nice and peaceful. But I'm not like, it's not natural. I'm, I'm mostly angry. I think you're probably, I can every once in a while pull a good morning off and be like perky in the morning. I feel like you're always consistently pretty groggy. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm angry. I'm not I don't, groggy. I don't I'm really angry. have the anger as much most yeah. of the mornings, I think. But I also think. I want to like, I want to punch something <laughs> and I want to, I want to destroy something. I want to pick up a chair and throw it out a window. Every morning. Uh, the earlier I'm awake, the less sleep I've gotten and the earlier I'm awake. Hmm. Not every, most mornings be, because of my, my lifestyle right now, I'm not, I'm not somebody that's waking up very early. Yeah. But I, I but had you a, have to, yeah. Like this of, morning we had to wake up early. I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't terribly angry, but I was not happy. No. Um, but in high school I had what you call zero hour, which was jazz choir. Hmm. So I had to wake up at 5.30 a.m. And you did it? And I did it. And I remember telling myself at that early stage, like, I'm, I'm becoming an adult. I remember hmm. thinking this every hmm. day. Like, I'm, I, am, I am disciplining myself. Isn't this great that I'm waking up at 5.30? Yeah. Um, but then you'd and, stay up late? Well, yep, I would. And yet, also, also, I hated it. And I just remember those days hmm. were the most extreme. Every morning I'd step into the shower and be like, I am so angry. Hmm. I'm, and I know it will wear off. I know in 30 minutes I'll be better. But right now I'm so angry. Wow. Yeah. Just rage. Wow, that's <laughs> so intense. So severe. Like, yeah, it's really intense. Like, I, I just can't even tell you. It's so like a rational anger. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. 
Yeah, I definitely... You're just groggy is what I hear you saying. Yeah, I think I'm mostly just groggy. And I can be in a bad mood. Like, I could be like, I don't want to talk to anyone. Mm -hmm. Don't talk to me. Yeah, now add kids to that. Yeah. Gosh. Here comes a little three-year-old. Don't plan to. You know, in your bed, sitting on your face and pulling it on your ears. Mm. You already have this crazy anger. Yeah. Just for that, we won't get into that tonight, but I mean, I've got some crazy stories about my kids when they were younger and uh, uh, regarding sleep. Oh, God. I mean, any parent knows they're like those years are in totally wild. Uh, and I have some funny stories too. F- funny, legitimately funny stories, but. What are they? We won't do that today. (laughs) (laughs) No funny stories today. Well, I like funny stories, but uh, I'm still not quite sure what the what permissions I have Mm. on this podcast to tell stories about my kids. Um. Okay. Wait. I have a question. Are you more productive at night? Yes. Much more productive. Uh, Actually, in college, did you stay up? You know, we got to strike that. We got to strike that. Not. 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 Not more productive. Actually. Okay. Um, I think at night I become more happy, um, more, uh, I don't know, loose. Hmm. But, um, if I were to say I'm going to edit a video or write something important, mm-hmm. I think, I think the most sharp I am is when I wake up. Hmm. Having said that, it's a very particular wake up. Hmm. I would be at my most productive if I went to bed probably at about 1 and woke up at about 9.30 and started producing at about 10 o'clock with some coffee. Wow. That would be top-notch production. <laughs> and it would last probably till about 1 or 2. Wow. Yeah. That's it, interesting. Especially if we're thinking about something creative. If we're talking about like videos oh, I don't think or writing. That's me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Later on, we're going to talk about these archetypes. I think I'm a wolf and you're a dolphin. Oh, <laughs> and that, that's that's specified in those in the literature. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think. What about you? Me. What's like the most? Oh, probably like. I mean, I know for me in college, especially and schoolwork, that was another thing I didn't really talk about this, but I would wait until the people went to bed to do my homework. Hmm. My parents weren't like, "Did you finish your homework at this specific time?" As long as I turned it in, it was fine. So I would do it late at night because I would just would rather do it late at night. Especially by myself, listening to music, no one around. There's, I'm not missing anything. Like, there's just something about it. But in college, oh gosh, I was by far the most productive hmm. at like 4 a.m. Hmm. All by myself. Like, because I felt so free to just be like, I can think, especially big projects. I would always, always just work on them really late at night. In the beginning of college, I did a similar thing where I tried to be responsible and I started taking, I was like, I should take 8 a.m.s. I should take 8.30s. Like, I should do this. And Terrible. It was the, it was so silly because I would still stay up because there's something about my body that regardless of how little sleep I've gotten around between 10 to midnight, I'll wake up and be like, it's time. It's time. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little voice. <laughs> so it wasn't like I was going to bed much earlier or being very good and routine about my sleep. Never yeah. once have I been routine about my sleep. So I've I've had to learn. And in college, I had to learn that it was, it was okay to take later classes. That mm-hmm. wasn't like not doing well. I thought that was important too. Yeah, I, I, I think... In college, I was similar to you. I think if I was doing a big project, and the thing about college for me, 
and this is probably not the case for you, is I didn't start drinking coffee until I was 22. Wow. So I didn't drink coffee in college. Coffee was a game changer. Yeah. yeah. So there was no productivity in the morning. But if I would have had coffee, (laughs) you know, if I would have been able to wake up and write a paper with some coffee, honestly, Mm. that would be way different. Hmm. Coffee's key. Coffee's key to a lot of things. Um, But... Uh, yeah, I mean, if I was doing a big project, I'd probably stay up all night. I, I, sometimes I, if I had a big presentation, it, I'd pull an all nighter and show up to class the next day and give my presentation. A hundred percent. I've yeah. probably done multiple of those. Yeah. And I love that. Like I love the feeling and the experience of watching a sunrise when you stayed up all night. That is a yeah, very something pretty cool, cool about thing that. about that. Especially if you know you're going to be able to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah yeah it's true if i, have I to could go, to go work, the whole day though oh yeah no, totally I, I probably would rather do that than sleep during the day yeah. well so yeah, i think I, that's that's the true difference if you're five wing four wing five and i'm five wing four my attention is on being depleted and overwhelmed mm-hmm. my that's my core attention yeah i think i would probably to be honest be really here for it because that day is going to be crazy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> that's so different. I don't want a crazy day. Like I would experience that day extremely on some yeah, level. You're like, I'm wow, sure I would be emotional. I stayed up all night. What's going to happen today? Mm-hmm. There's oh a buzz boy. about the staying up all yeah. night and being so tired. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is a four. Gosh, I'm being. <laughs> that really is. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what other type of number would be that excited about something like that. Yeah, and that's the reason why Creating, I would like, do it. Creating like hectic conditions. It's almost like a social experiment. I, of some I kind. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but isn't it funny to think of this? I isn't don't think it funny. If anybody thinks if it, if this is news to anybody, if somebody's listening to this, because this is sort of similar with Enneagram, it's like we all think we're all similar. We're mm-hmm. not. We're not all similar. And so, does anybody know this? Does anybody know what I'm about to say? I don't know. Um, it's not even about sleep patterns. It's not even about like, oh, I get into this rhythm where I need to go to bed at 12. Yeah. That's just my sleep pattern. So, everybody goes to bed at 11. Well, I go to bed at 12. That's not it. I could have a natural rhythm or a pattern of going to bed at about 12. But if I'm out till 12, now I've got to be up till 2. Right. Oh, I still yes. have to have that time. Yes. Oh, that myself. was a good, a good point. <laughs> That's it's, what sometimes I don't think people understand. People are like, well, as long as we get him home by 12, it's when he usually goes to bed. I'm like, you don't understand. I'm going to have to be up now I, and I actually have to wait till you go to bed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's going to sleep is a whole process yeah, and a there's like process. a a big you need a lot of space before that it's important <laughs> uh, it's uh, big. you casual sleepers out there yeah i'm sort uh, of part of me envies and then you sort of not because part of me loves my night mm-hmm. but there is a there's a shadow side to it there in is. some sense but i don't know there's also ultimately some pretty great things about it mm-hmm. I think I'm like a walking meme of tonight I'm going to go to bed early and just every single time I can't yeah, do it. That's true. It's really funny because <laughs> oftentimes Macy and I will be texting about something about the podcast or, some, or you know, sharing a video. I'm like, check this out. And she'll be like, okay, well, this is nice, but I really have to go to bed now. <laughs> Good night. And then the next day she'll be like, <laughs> so I was watching this video. I'm like, video? 
you said you went to bed. You said you were going to bed. You're like, yeah, I didn't go to bed. <laughs> Stayed up <laughs> for another two hours. <laughs> I know. I think I have gotten into a better. I started to do this with you. Of like, bye. I'm not going to bed, but I'm not. I have to be do not disturb from the world. Yeah, which in terms of our relationship, I like the idea of you being able to just say, I'm not texting anymore tonight. <laughs> I'm do I'm going into my nighttime mode. <laughs> and and I would respect that. Yeah. You don't have to be like I'm going to bed. Night zone. Yeah, night zone time. <laughs> Got it. Respecting the night zone. Um okay, let's just say this. Let's just say this. I, I don't want to go too long on this episode, but I feel like there's a few more things to say okay. on this topic. So let's just say this is part one, and when we come back, we'll do part two of this meandering banter talk about sleep. And because uh, I think I want to mention the dark side. Okay. And I think I want to delve a, a, a little bit more into the college years. Yeah. And a, and a little bit more into my current sleep Let's patterns. do it. Let's do it. Okay. And then we'll do a listener the comments, dark side. Rubens, ruminations, and... Yeah, the dark side. The dark side is coming, everybody. So <laughs> stick around. Up next, we'll we're doing part two of our uh, banter reflection. On. Should we talk about, you said the dark side. What's the dark side of of the sleep pattern, these sleep tendencies? Well, I think the dark side is people who, well, not all people who are night owls maybe necessarily are this, but I think sleep is not a blissful process for everyone. Mm. I think it's, like I know for me personally, sleep carries a lot of anxiety with it. Yeah. So it's not like a, I don't, I cannot think of a night, like every night, no matter what, I'm a little stressed about going to bed. Yeah. Like just even if it's a little bit, there's always some, I'm never like, oh, sleep my bed. I'm just immediately going to fall asleep and it's going to be this casual experience. Yeah. I don't have that. Oh, my bed. No, no. I just want to get it in my bed. (laughs) I don't have that. (laughs) I don't have that. And I, I don't understand how people do. It's like part of me gets this weird envy and other people who talk about Sleep being casual, I like, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have insomnia. I've had like some bouts of really, really rough seasons where sleep was really hard um, to the point where I had to do sleep logs and mm-hmm. like create better habits. I have a weighted blanket. So it's. Whoa, 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 whoa. What did you just say? I have a weighted blanket. What does that mean? <laughs> what a sentence. You know I have a weighted gloss blanket. gloss over that sentence. <laughs> a weighted I, blanket. I don't know what that means. I don't know what you're talking about. I have a weighted blanket? A weighted blanket? Oh. This guy. Look at the sentence. A weighted blanket. Do you hear, do you, do you hear what I think you said? What? I thought you said, I have a way <laughs> to blanket. <laughs> I was like, that was a big process of like putting on your blanket at night. <laughs> like swaddle myself. Yes, that's what I was hearing. I was like, is this a 
Is this like sort of like going back to the baby? <laughs> oh <laughs> a my way goodness. to blanket. You have Macy has a weighted, a blanket, weighted blanket, a heavy blanket. A heavy if you blanket. don't understand what we're saying, yeah, it's a blanket that's a weighted, weighted blanket. Um, I have a way to blanket myself at night. Yeah, so I think for me, like having good sleep hygiene is will always be a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to be like very conscious of my patterns and what I'm doing and like how my room space is and the way I create it. I can't just like casually go hang out in my room because, because sleep is so difficult for me. Like I have to like really prepare as that place. Um, Well, people will say that. I mean, one of the things I've heard psychologically is um, you don't want to get into your bed before you're ready Mm -mm. because if your body gets used to being anxious in your bed, it won't like it the bed. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things I've tried to do is, get into my bed when I'm sleepy. You're supposed to be really sleepy. And if you aren't falling asleep within 15 to 20 minutes, you're supposed to get up. Yeah. Um, but I think I'll always have a very complicated relationship with a bed. Why a bed specifically? Because of that. Because oh, bed yeah. signifies sleep. And it's like, and it's, and it's to a certain extent, I think signifies the obligation of sleep. The obligation yeah. of sleep. Now That's- you're sleeping. Now here you are. Like, Marissa, my wife, knows like there's been times where I'm sick and I try not to sleep in the bedroom because I know I'll be up and down all night and mm-hmm. I sleep on the couch down here. But those times are kind of exciting to me too because I'm like sleeping on the couch mm-hmm. and the couch doesn't feel like I'm supposed to sleep. I used to sleep on the couch yeah. on the weekends and that was so nice. It, se- it, yeah, it seems like if you want to sleep, you can, but you don't have to. It's not even meant to sleep. It's yeah. just, you just so happen to be sleeping. Yeah. But bed is like, you better get to sleep. You're yeah, I have to like bed. trick myself into sleeping sometimes. Ugh. So complicated. It's very complicated. So for people out there who struggle with sleeping, you're really not alone. They're, no, no, not, not with us at least. They're no. not alone with us. It's, it's. I think, a semi-lifetime battle, but there's definitely tools and ways that you can mm-hmm. uh, become a better sleeper. I used to get probably four hours or less every night. And then think about how that plays into anxiety or... Mm-hmm. Anything like that. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, I think the I think side. the dark side for me <laughs> is this thing of, by and large, I'm very grateful that I have a system in place that sort of supports sleeping a, a late night vibe. Yeah. Like, I, I would say my, my average bedtime is 1230. Hmm. That's my average bedtime. I would say mine's probably 130. Yeah. Yeah, which is later. pretty intense because what time do you have to be up typically? It depends on the day, but I usually wake up either at 7.30 or 8.30. It's not ideal. It's not, That's ideal. not terrible either. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm an adult man and I'm fine admitting this. I wake up uh, 8.30 or 9. Yeah. So I'm getting a, a pretty solid... Which is good. Eight hours of sleep a night, you know, and I and I know that I can't function without it. So my my late night comes with less darkness, in the sense that like I'm not sacrificing a lot of sleep. Yeah. But having said that, um, there is a darkness to the sense of sometimes it feels for me. I'm just talking for myself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it feels slightly manic. Sometimes it feels a little mm-hmm. out of control. That's a good way of putting yeah. it. Sometimes I, I don't feel like I have the will 
to be like, it's time for sleep. Sometimes I just feel like, nope, there's another part of my person that's like, nope, here we go. We're up. We're doing yeah. stuff. And I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't really want to right now. It's like, yeah. nope. It's like two different voices yeah. almost. I can, I can really relate to that at times of, I don't know. There's something about like this, the act of making the transition to go to sleep too, I think is really hard. There's something about that seems so boring. Sleep. Yeah. Time for bed. Yeah, exactly. Like, what am I missing by going to sleep? I'm missing things probably. Like, there's there's not enough time sometimes. And I think because I get energized at night, that's when I'm at my most. Like, is there enough time to learn all the Mm -hmm. things in the world, or experience all the things? So I can get in a headspace of needing to and thinking that like time's gonna run out if I go to sleep. Yeah, and it's I think not. YouTube's a bad thing for us because, I mean, just the other night, I, Macy knows lately I've been deep diving the Wu-Tang Clan, but even the other night, I was just like, oh, I, I don't know what it is in my brain with married with the new modern technology, but I'm like, time to look up all the old Beastie Boys videos, <laughs> and I'm like, Beastie Boys, Beastie Boys, Beastie Boys, Beastie Boys, and it's like probably 20 videos interviews, videos. I'm just like, tonight's the night. I'm giving myself my own masterclass on the Beastie Boys. <laughs> and I'm just going, you, you know, and it's like, eh, it's 1.30. Maybe manic. I should go to bed. Yeah. But no one more. Wait, you know? One more. Oh, gosh. That was me last week with Joanna every single night. I guess I could watch Joanna Newsom perform one more thing. I guess I can watch this interview. One more. <laughs> yeah. There it so, is. There's our sleep, you guys. There's our sleep. Our, our thoughts. Were there any last sleep thoughts? I, 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 I would just say to, to, you know, I asked you earlier, like, what's the feeling? I think I put a, a song on a mix for you a while back. Okay. That was about the tiny bubble. Oh, you I know, know exactly what song like, you're talking yeah, about. Dirty th- Projectionist. Yeah. We, it feels like a, a sacred, peaceful, typically. Mm-hmm. When it's not the dark side, when it's not the dark side, bubble like you're just in a safe, protected space of happiness and sweetness. It's really great. It's real living. It's real living. Yeah. And can I just say this one thing? I think the times that I don't experience the dark side is when I know I'm like I don't have to wake up for anything. Yes. Oh, not having to wake up for something. Then I can stay up as late as I want, (laughs) and I'm like I. It doesn't matter. I can go to bed whenever I want. And that's when it's way easier to fall asleep. Yeah. It's knowing Honestly, I have to wake up the next morning. Yeah. If, if, you, if you extroverts out there can picture the quintessential ideal party for yourself with all the right people, and it's the ultimate extrovert night, I think that's what this late night time for is for mm, introverts. Probably. Just the best life. Living the your best, best life, life in the truest sense. <laughs> The thing that most would look forward to, you know? Yeah. Woo. Okay. All right. So uh, maybe we should do Reuven Rumination next. Okay. Does that sound good? Um, Reuven is here in the house, and he's sitting here reading Foucault, which is a Reuven meme. But uh, here here he comes. He's got a rumination. Next up is a rumination, and we're excited about that. So catch you later.
Uh, Ruben's in the house, everybody. First of all, let's just point out we're at uh, my house tonight. Yeah, Scott's house. Yeah. We got the glassy baby We got the glassy lit. babies. There's a fire going. We got a dog cozy. in the house. A dog is in the house. And um, this is Reuven's rumination. Uh, it's kind of turned into Reuven's poetry corner, but we're going to keep going mm-hmm. now. With the alliteration. Let me also just say, Jack, my son, had something to say tonight about this. Um, he said, why don't you call it uh, Reuvenations? Reuvenations. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark yeah. of that. I That's thought that was good. really clever of Jack. So... Whatever it is, it is a time where we're hearing from Ruben. <laughs> Ruben's here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I have one really major difference in terms of sleep. I don't know if this is even something you can mm. identify with or even kind of something you can imagine not having. But it is very common in, in, in Indonesia to sleep with a body pillow. Oh Whoa. yes, yes. Yeah. So it's you don't. Do you I, do that now, Kern? Yeah, I Whoa. have a body pillow. Whoa! Like I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at sleeping. Yeah, Ruben is a you great sleeper. You think you're sleeper. better than me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I can, you know, definitely. I don't. I wouldn't Ruben have any trouble sleeping. sleeping without a yeah. body pillow. But I grew up with these two kind of like little body pillows. Wow! And I named them. You and named them? I named them, and I Ooh. knew well, which were side. I don't want to say. <laughs> okay. Well, respect that. Respect and they, they're that. not like any names you would recognize. They're Indonesian? Not even Indonesian. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Kind okay. of more. Yeah. Um, and I know which side was up. Hmm. Right? Wow. Like, wow. this is like the head, and this is the, Whoa. Like the you know, like Whoa. the other end. This is deep. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I had, they're 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 supposed to be for babies, like the, these really small kind of body pillows, and I had them until I think I was in sixth grade. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was very attached to them. Wow, Ruben. <laughs> Where are they now? Sleep. They are. I don't habits. know. I think. Uh, you know the way I, I know that my sister. Well, she's not listening to this podcast. <laughs> Uh, my sister, she has like in her bed, she has different pillows. So not like one or two pillows, but like pillows, like bigger body pillows, smaller body pillows. Wow, and she, she really likes that. This is really yeah. catching me off guard. Yeah. <laughs> this is taking a turn. I wasn't prepared for her. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, you, just ruminate that, on I it. Think that, that's just ruminate I, I think on the pillow. That's what I meant when I said I don't think this is even something that you can identify as not having. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Also, I think in the spirit of ruminations, I'm supposed to kind of stay out of Ruben's way. No, no, so. it's okay. Yeah, yeah. But I'm the thing, uh, the thing that I kind of want to this, I'm going to read a couple of. Uh, I don't know if it's a poem, but it is this. Uh, book called House A by Jennifer S. Cheng, uh, who's an Asian-American poet. And the book is divided into several sections. And uh, the first section is, it's called Letters to Mao, as in like Chairman Mao. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think uh, Jennifer, Jennifer's family kind of like 
left China during mm-hmm. kind of like the Cultural Revolution. So, uh, but I think there was also, uh, from my own experience, and this is something interesting because I, I, it's not like natural in the way I kind of like, oh, this is just how I am, but it's particular to whenever I'm here in Seattle. So I go back every year for like three months usually uh, back to Indonesia to, uh, with my family. Uh, but here, whenever I take a nap, and I think I share kind of like the same sentiment that naps can be kind of like sad because you wake up and you feel like you've been left behind a little bit. Mm, yeah. Uh, but there will always be for me whenever I take a nap and then I'm about to wake up, like for like a split second, I don't know where I am. Mm. And for me, the default is like I'm back in Indonesia. Mm. So it, it is all there's it's not as bad now, but there is always this kind of like moment of melancholy. Mm. Like when I wake up and there's like this like s- fragment of a second of display feeling displaced. Yes. And, um, so it's interesting because, you know, when you sleep, you, you know, like this, you don't have all these kind of like coordinates, right? So when you wake up, you have that one moment when these coordinates are being reactivated mm. and you get a glimpse into this kind of like feeling of placelessness that I don't know. I'm maybe it's also something that other people share, but for me, it's like not exacerbated, but maybe more intensified. Yeah. It sounds like it. And so, yeah, so the reason why I picked this book is because Jennifer is, like, meditating a lot on on that experience of displacement. Hmm. And what's so funny is the first two letters, uh, I mean, they're, they're short, uh, are about sleep. Hmm. And these are, uh, this is the opening of the book. Hmm. Here we go. Okay. So I'll read it. Dear Mao... I want to describe for you the feeling of sleep as described by neuropsychologist Giulio Tononi, who uses words like oscillations and waves while his patient is noted to gather the phrase, the sea moving a boat. Elsewhere are words like sleepwalking and daydreaming. So I can only conclude that sleep is a boundary whose line is slowly eroding. Sleep, like childhood, is more of a sense than an experience we can articulate from beginning to end. As a child in Texas, bathed in sun, I often fell asleep in the car, even in daytime, and my father would carry me into the house with my head pressed against his shoulder. If my mother, who is much smaller, was a driver, she would crack open a window on warm afternoons and I would later wake to the pleasure of utter silence and aloneness, the sun across my face. I want to emphasize to you that both responses were acts of love, and if by chance an airplane overhead excavated an echo in the sky, then I knew that I was cradled in its sound. Inside our home of secret languages, my mother boiled up a pot of salty rice porridge, and my father watched our neighbors like a devout mockingbird, straw doormats, pine reeds in the winter. So I want you to know that if sleep is an ocean, then it is because we are migrants inwardly sighing along to its many oscillations, unintimidated by factual distances, but awash in the knowledge of three, body, bodying, embodied. 
And if water is a metaphor, then it is because water fills up a room, slow-moving, blurry, immersive, but obscured. Strangely enough, it was not my father, but my mother, who gave us history lessons steeped in a pale, languorous liquid. We sleep where our home is, and we build a home where we sleep. Dear Mao, for mine was a childhood of mooring and unmooring as I lay waiting for sleep to come in a dusty bed with a pale blue coverlet. Like many small children, I often woke in the middle of the night and moved around in my sheets as if loosening angels in the snow, a half-open fan. Sometimes these half-asleep movements lead me beyond the boundaries of my bed to pick up my little pillow from the shadow of the floor or to the edge of the living room where the noise of the television had diffused my dreams. It was here one night I found the blurry shape of my father, a comforting figure at odds with the noise. He picked me up gently, murmuring, and entrusted me back into the softened mound. I tell you this now because I want you to understand that my father was the kind of father who reimagined mythical stories as we lay in my parents' bed at night, a ritual that was less the antics of our beloved Sun Wukong and more the rising and falling of my father's voice wrapped around such images and sounds. Boundary, binding, bond. It is important for you to understand that never once did I long for a different life, which is not to say I never longed for home. I mean this, of course, in an untethered, abstract, and metaphysical sense. For although a child, I was often homesick, at school, at the neighbor's house, anywhere unfamiliar or foreign, I also at times felt an inexplicable longing while inside my own house. One time, uh, this really cool thing happened to me, but I have this friend who is, she's a poet, she's a published poet, um, and she you know, she has an MFA from like a pretty prestigious um, fellowship in Kuniman and she she knows Jennifer S. Cheng. So she is like connected to a lot of like a poet. Jennifer S. Cheng is like, she's a contemporary poet. Um, and I told her about this book, like um, how I f felt like reading the first pages and how surprised I was that I that I that she kind of like nailed down the experience I had of like sleeping and then you are like in this it's almost this kind of like Freudian ocean of like not knowing where you are and you're like being born in this like like this like enormous landscape um and I told her like yeah like the feeling is like one of like melancholia it's 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 melancholic and then she turned to me and she looked at me. And my friend, she's also, I, uh, she's also, I mean, she's American kind of like legally, but her parents uh, are immigrants from Korea. They were like displaced by the war. And there were years in her life when she, she lived separate from her parents. Uh, so she's also experienced what we, what's usually called like satellite families. 
and she turned to me and she looked at me and she said, "Reuven, don't you ever wake up feeling displaced again? You belong wherever you are." Ooh. And you know, it's it's not a moment of kind of like, "Oh yes, that's right, I belong wherever I am," but it's a moment of kind of of like recognition of like mm. the strength even even in the face of displacement wow. that is all thanks Ruben Ruben's ruminations 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 I'm gonna ruminate on those in that for a while <laughs> Okay, everybody, we are back. And just so you know, this We're whole back. segment is going to be about... Hopefully you enjoyed that uh, Reuven rumination. I did. This little section is going to be about um, our Instagram. In the meme gold that we put some memes. Scott posted. <laughs> OMG. Uh, Macy also posted a really great uh, story, which was a poll, and asked if listeners were... Um, uh, night owls or early birds. If I can get back to it, sixty-six percent of participants were night owls, and thirty-four percent were early birds, morning birds. <laughs> Why is it morning, morning bird? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get that little graphic? It's the internet. It's nice. I like it. So yeah. Um. So at least our listeners are sixty-six percent night, night owls. owls. That's interesting. Like That's kind of fun. Um, oh my goodness. So we're going to read some listener comments. Yeah, that's what I, this is. I just read one. Um, just a shout out to our friend McKaylee, who is a morning person to the team. One of the most morning people and I've ever met. And she just said, good morning, wake up time. That's all she said. That Now, so McKaylee <laughs> leads a youth group with us and she's so happy in the morning. So happy. And she just walks around. It's not forced chipperness in any way. <laughs> it's genuine chipperness. And she just says, good morning, wake up time. And with this huge smile on her face, it's very sweet. And if I'm in the right state of mind, I can find it to be very endearing. And if in I'm the in the morning, wrong state of mind, I can be really angry. We all found out that Scott is very angry. <laughs> oh, I do not want to see good morning, wake up time, hear it, talk about it. I don't even want to hear it in the distance. Good morning, wake up time. Good morning, wake up time. But Michaela in a very sweet way knows that <laughs> it bothers me and that's it's sort very of funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so we have our first round of comments was on this uh, little thing that Macy posted. <laughs> that was funny. It says, I'm not an early bird or a night owl. I'm some form of permanently exhausted pigeon. <laughs> probably true. Yeah. Um, a lot of us. So we had some good comments. We have, we have a comment from Jay Stuns. Do you want to read Jay Stuns? I do, Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> um, where is it? Which she has a comically nonsensical last sentence I've tried to make sense of a few times, <laughs> but I don't think there's any hope. <laughs> but it's still a good comment. <laughs> okay, just stuns. Um, 
Def a morning person. I've experienced this in Jessica. My closest friends know that if they text me after 9 p.m., I may already be asleep. Hmm. Started in high school when I was on swim team and had practices at 5.30 a.m. Now it's still a part of my routine. Whether I spend the morning exercising or journaling, I love that I can take ownership and control over how I start my day. Must be the one in me. Ooh, Just Stones is a one? Just Stones is a Ooh. one. Just Stones is the featured one in the Enneagram Oh, yeah. One. Good job, Just Stones. Um, a major downside is that I would rather not do anything social after 9 p.m. unless you're a super special person to me. It seems very inappropriate for me, for me voice. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just for fun. Just for fun. Let's just read this sentence out loud in, in its raw form. Let's not try to assume what it means. Um, this happens on the internet, you guys. We write a silly sentence, but it's this one's so comically backwards. Macy's <laughs> laughing. I'll read it really quick. It says, it seems very inappropriate for me voice that give my young age of 23 years old. I can't make it. I don't know what's. I can't make a sense of what that's trying to say or communicate. Jess, please let us know. Let <laughs> it me know. It seems very appropriate for me voice that give my young age of 23 years old. There's nothing there to grab hold of. I, I know that Jess is 23 years old. <laughs> It seems very inappropriate for me. <laughs> There's nothing there. There's nothing. I don't There's... know. I can't try. Okay. Inappropriate for me voice. <laughs> for me voice. Okay. <laughs> God, I can't stop laughing. Can I read the autumn one? Yeah, please. Oh, man. I think this autumn, this autumn comment to me is the, this, this autumn comment is the episode. In my is mind. the episode. This is it. <laughs> Scott has already read this aloud to me. Um, yeah. And she, this is a freshman in our youth group. Yeah. She's so articulate. And I think this says better than anything what Macy and I have been trying to say about being night owls. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So, Autumn, I am a night owl. Then she has a great little emoji of an owl. Nighttime is my time. It's a time for quiet thinking, peace, and reflection. It's an intimate time without interruptions from external forces. At night, I can do anything, whether it's paint, draw, read, write, listen to music, or light a candle and stare at it. Yes. Yes. No one can tell you what to do, how you're doing it, quote unquote, wrong, or judge you for doing it. You're alone. It's so freeing to know that the only thing stopping you is you. Jeez. That is so perfectly said. Drop the mic. Drop Walk away. The Autumn has. Autumn. Gosh. Named it. She named it. Uh, and then okay, we have one we from our friend Daniel, Daniel Kais. Kais. You want to read that one? Yeah. <laughs> I like being both up early and being up late. Getting, But getting eight hours of sleep is most important to me. Therefore, I often fall into a rhythm of going to sleep late and waking up late, as I only really enjoy early mornings if I'm well rested. Mm-hmm. I think it boils down to some unhealthy nine tendencies. Oh, <laughs> nine on the Enneagram. As long as whatever I'm doing is relatively comfortable, I'd rather not stop. Transitions being a major disruption to my constant quest for inertia. I'll stay up hours wasting time, even when I'm very sleepy. I love this end. Doing nothing to put off the transition to bedtime. I've read a lot of Wikipedia pages. (laughs) (laughs) I should probably read more Wikipedia pages. That sounds so fun. I don't really do that very often. Oh, I can sometimes, but yeah, probably not as often. He's probably more learned. Mm -hmm. I like this sentence, though. Transitions being a major disruption to my constant quest for inertia. <laughs> Does anybody realize there are people out there 
<laughs> on a quest for inertia. <laughs> Daniel is just on this quest. <laughs> just just to sit and find a comfortable spot and just be there. Just be there. Yeah. Just <laughs> people can come up. They don't have to. I'm just gonna be here. <laughs> so then we uh we posted today. We got some memes we posted and some people responded to that. Um look at all the sleep. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Get a picture of uh, Maria from Sound of Music. So maybe you should read Sedona because Sedona's your friend. It's true. What a it's cool name, mom. by the way. I don't know Sedona. Sedona's cool. Sounds like a cool person. And I, we really appreciate that you are engaging with us, Sedona. Yeah, I appreciate it. Big yeah. shout out. Sedona goes to SPU too. You should read it because she addressed you right off the bat. <laughs> she says, hey, Macy, I saw that Jess commented on your last post. That's Jess done. Jess done. And I can relate to her a lot, so I wanted to join in on the fun. Yes. We're having fun. I am for sure a day bird. And this is just great to have some of the balance. Oh, we need the balance. Yeah. So we've had a lot of, obviously, night owl vibes from you and me, so... Uh, I literally don't function after 9.30 p.m. at night. Ha, ha, ha. How? How? I How? have to point out that I have known Sedona and been in like situations like cabins and things like that. And she is always, no matter what, just if it's the time, time for, for her bed. to go to bed, she just goes to bed. Wow. Doesn't matter what's going on around her. It's impressive. Amazing, Sedona. Um, I love getting up early and having a slow morning. And because I don't really function on less than eight to nine hours of sleep, that means I have to get to bed early. I value my sleep a lot and rest is a big form of self-care for me. So that means I have a routine to stick to before bed to help center myself Ooh, on rest and self-care. This. Honestly. Honestly, we do need to get to bed, even if we like staying up late. <laughs> we do need to we go. Still to need bed. to go to bed. Um, I generally like to get all ready for bed and then journal and read for a little bit. She sounds so mature. I have this little book that basically <laughs> that's wow. basically pages of checklists of things I'm good at where you just check things off that you're good at. That's wow. Nice. Okay. That's kind of a takeaway from the whole episode, Sedona. So thank <laughs> you for that. Everybody, let's all do that. <laughs> a, a checklist of things you're good at? That sounds great. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Uh, I have been doing a page most nights before bed as a reminder to myself of all the valuable things I'm capable of, big and small. No small things, Sedona. Wow. So I think uh, my routine and getting sleep early are a big part of being a day slash morning person or day bird slash morning person. (laughs) Got to get that bird (laughs) comment in there. (laughs) With waking up early, I love having more time to myself in the mornings. I like being able to brew a cup of tea, sit and read my Bible Mm. or journal, and then cook myself a nice breakfast before walking to school or going to work. Sounds so idyllic. (laughs) I cannot imagine I like one day to do all doing that this slowly. stuff in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hate daylight savings. Oh, this is an interesting. It really mm. messes with me. Mm. I'm definitely someone who connects with circadian rhythms. And so when it gets dark at like 5 p.m., I start to feel sleepy and it just takes away all my energy and productivity at night. I really struggle with the winter. I would much rather it get dark, like, dark later and still be dark when I wake up. I love being up before the sun. I'm for sure a sunrise over sunset kind of person. I like knowing I'm awake and staring, staring my day early. Oh, starting my day early. Uh, Sometimes even before the sun, I enjoy getting to witness the beginning of a new day. Wow. That was a lot. Hope that helps. I would love to hear about those sleep archetypes. I've never heard of them before. Well, coming up next, you will hear about that. We're going to do that. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, there was something oh, I wanted to she say. She says later, oh, I'm also like a professional sleeper. I can sleep anywhere at any time through anything. It's a particularly wonderful talent of mine. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, Sedona. it's true. She also sounds like she, she puts a lot of intentionality into her sleep. I know. So good for you, Props Sedona. Props to Sedona. Yeah. Well, because she, she needs it. Mm-hmm. If, if you're a person who needs eight to nine hours of sleep to function, then I think you'll kind of find a way to make it happen. I could go a long time without sleeping and still like be fine, I think. Okay, is that all of our listener comments? Those were the listener comments for the week, everybody. Thanks for Thank you so much for participating. And thank you, Jess and Sedona and McKaylee, our early birds who <sighs> shared with us. Yeah. Good morning, wake up time. I'm bringing the heat. Good morning, wake up time. <laughs> so the next, we're, yeah, we're coming to the final heat. stretch. And we're going to talk about these archetypes. And it's, it's going to be brief. It's just a little something new. Apparently, we're trying to get away from using these birds. Oh, we, we're trying no more, to get away no from birds? No more owls and birds. We're no. talking about dolphins, wolves, bears, and lions. We got some new animals coming yeah. your way. It seems like uh, Shakespeare was the one that introduced the idea of a night owl. Oh. And then we just continue to use bird metaphors for sleep. Well, birds are up at night. Yeah, I don't I know. I mean, owls are up they at are, night. They are, but now we have some new ones. Okay, that's coming up. We'll catch you later. Coming up. Hey, No Small Thing listeners, I hope you're enjoying this episode on sleep. Ever since this recording, Macy and I both have been so intrigued by how complicated it is to want to stay up, while at the same time knowing it's important to have some semblance of a sleep habit or routine. Anyways, I just want to take a brief, brief, brief moment to quickly point out one of the many ways you can support this podcast. We are on Patreon, which means that you can financially support No Small Thing through our Patreon account. You may think it's a small thing to support us this way, but you would be wrong. It's a really big thing. Even pledging $1 a month would go a long way towards supporting the work that we are wanting to do through No Small Thing. What is this work, you ask? Well, we're trying to get our new emerging slogan out there, and it says that we really want to help people be more curious and less cynical. We do that through a podcast that seeks to be curious and deep dives topics, But we are also wanting to develop programs, retreats, and experiences that will help spark curiosity as well. If this is something that you think is worth supporting financially, please head on over to www.patreon.com and search for the No Small Thing podcast, and you'll be given prompts on how to support us through Patreon. Okay, that's all I have for you this week. Thanks again for listening, and on behalf of the No Small Team, we hope you enjoy the rest of this episode on sleep. We're in the home stretch, everybody. We want to talk to, talk to you about these new archetypes. A lot, birds are out and other things are in. Other this mammals. just in. Yeah. So let's stop Our saying Instagram is out. owls and birds. Early birds, <laughs> night owls. Actually, go ahead and say that. I'm but a dolphin. This is interesting. I think. What's that? Am I a dolphin? We think you are. Um, Shrug shoulder. Yeah. The There's a book that came out and we'll post this in our show, show notes. notes. On our website. NoSmallThingPodcast.com. Yeah. It's this, uh, the, um, let's see. There was a book written by a doctor who researched sleep, and it's called The Power of When. The Power of When, meaning 
when are you at your best? When are you, when should you be your most productive? And this has a lot to do with sleep. Hmm. So we came up with four new archetypes to talk about sleep. Sleep patterns, kind of. So I'll, I'll should I just read these? Are you okay? Sure. That? You want to respond? Yeah. yeah. So um, we're introducing these. Here we go. Check them out. And we're ending on somewhat of a not formal note, but a helpful note, maybe mm-hmm. uh, some, some just to give you some thoughts for the, for the day on sleep. So the first one is the bear. Hmm. The bear accounts for 50% of the population. Wow. Now I imagine my wife would, Marissa would be a bear. Mm-hmm. Their cycles match the rise and fall of the sun. Hmm. Hmm. They hunt and gather in the daylight. Hmm. Take advantage of your most productive period. A bear's focus will be best from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m says Dr. Browse. Hmm. Use this time to start crossing things off your to-do list. Going for a midday walk, ideally before lunch, helps speed up your metabolism and improves concentration for the rest of the day. Socialize later in the day when your mood peaks between 3 and 6. So a bear's mood peaks between 3 and 6. That's what it says, yeah. Hmm. And bear's bear is just like a classic goes to bed 9, wakes up at 6 yeah, kind of person. Follows, all, follows the patterns of the, the, sun. the sun. Wow. That's a bear. So the next is a lion. A lion accounts for 15 to 20% of the population. So here's this. They rise early, taking the morning shift of guarding the group and watching out for roving predators. Whoa. So they're even earlier than bears. Whoa. They're taking the early shift. That is a move. Yeah. That seems like Sedona a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. You're naturally an early riser, so take advantage of that time and set plans for the morning. Actually, this could also be my wife, Marissa. Yeah. This time is best used for making... Because now that we have kids... She really, she, she needs the morning like I need the night. Like yeah. she needs to wake up before them. She wakes mm-hmm. up like an hour before them. Yeah, that makes sense. You're naturally an early riser, so take advantage of that time and set plans for the morning. This time is best used for making to-do lists to organize your day. Lions are sharp at that time, and lions love a to-do list, says Dr. Browse, <laughs> who wrote this book. You may be tempted to work out in the morning, but it's better to save it for the early evening. Working Ooh. out between 5 and 6 p.m. can give you the boost you need to get through the rest of the day. By dinner, you've already been awake for a long time and may be drawn to a high-carb meal for the extra jolt of energy. Lions should eat a protein-heavy dinner instead of stay, instead to stay alert. Wow, this is so interesting yeah, this is with some advice. food. So here's what I think I am. I think I'm a wolf. Ooh. Wolves also account for 15 to 20% of the population. So here's this. They take the late shift to guard the group. Now, this would describe my wife and me. Lion and wolf. Hmm. Uh, They take the late shift to guard the group, drifting off when the most extreme lions start to stir. Hmm. Mornings and wolves don't. Mornings and wolves don't always mesh well. Hmm. To help get yourself going in the morning, get outside first thing after your alarm goes off. This is interesting to me. Oh, because I think that would work actually. You think so? Pop up, glass of water, out the door. I think that would get me going a little bit. Out the door, like on a walk. Even if it's just a five-minute walk. I think mm. I like walk my dog. This will send signals to your brain to stop melatonin production, which otherwise would keep you feeling hazy. Mm. A wolf tends to be most productive towards the end of the day from 4 to 6 p.m. Mm. Uh, and a wolf should spend their most important emails, send their most imp- important emails or interact with their boss, as this is when a wolf's mental alertness is at its peak. Mm. So I do know that for I feel me, like you do do that. I do. I do naturally because I've realized I am at... A, 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 I, I am at a ridiculous deficiency in the morning. So, like, I've requested recently for us to have our staff meetings at 11. 
And even then I'm not at my best. But we were having staff meetings at 9 a.m. I might as well be waking up at 3 a.m. You might as well be meeting with me and having a serious meeting at 3 a.m. I'm, <laughs> I am not ready. I'm a disaster. <laughs> so Not ready. Yeah. Now, it does say, it does give all these types some sort of advice about, you, we all do need to go to bed eventually. Yeah. So it says for the wolf, be sure to unplug before bed. Yeah, we that's We all need important. to stop looking at our screens. Mm-hmm. Make conscious efforts to ease into sleep as, as nighttime is when wolves get wired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try meditating, reading, or taking a soothing essential oil bath. Wow, <laughs> I'm that's gonna nice. Do that, but maybe I'll try. Okay, the last is the finale, and this is Macy. We is pretty it? sure dolphins account for ten percent of the population. So this this uh, is nice to Macy's four years. <laughs> the most unique is the dolphin. <laughs> Let me read this and see if it suits you. Uh, they're light sleepers. They rouse at the smallest noise to wake and warn the group of danger. Wow. Exercise in the morning to help you feel calmer and more leveled throughout the day. Remember to eat lunch. Dolphins tend to skip lunch, says Dr. Browse. Set reminder alarms for lunch if you need to. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> a dolphin's ideal bedtime is 1130. Avoid any stimulating activities before bed to ensure a good night's rest. Well, there's very little said about There is me. little. This is just one page. You know, there's also, you can look this up. I am dissatisfied with my description. From what I read earlier. Okay. <laughs> Reuben is out of control. What is this thing called? Uh, this is called, um, oh gosh, why do I keep forgetting? Uh, the power of when. So that's the least information. Dolphins are the most anxious. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I just feel like that was a little sad. <laughs> There was very little discussion Wolf, about dolphin. what a dolphin is. Okay, let me read this. Uh, dolphin. Only 10% of people tend to be dolphins. These are the people who struggle the most with insomnia. Browse explained, these are highly intelligent people who are light sleepers and often perfectionists, but almost to a fault. They tend to wake up feeling unrefreshed and feel tired until the late evening when suddenly they feel alert. Hmm. They have productivity spurts throughout the day, said Browse. They try to nap, but are often unsuccessful. <laughs> okay, that's probably me. I read this. I found this uh, online. Okay. Uh, their personality is cautious, introverted, neurotic, and intelligent. Yeah, I think that's you, mm-hmm. Macy. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> yeah. It's... I think from what I know about you, even though we do share a tendency to like late night, I am pretty consistent. I could be a wolf. Yeah. Personality, impulsive, pessimistic, creative, moody. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think you could be a wolf. Who knows? You're not as unique if you're a wolf, so. It's true. Maybe I want to be a dolphin. <laughs> Actually, I'm none of them. You, you I'm, just, a, I'm a wolf dolphin in the Avatar I'm world. A wolf dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You do seem to be a little bit, but it could just be your age. I I kind of have to be on a routine because of my Your family. family. So I'm uh, a little just chaotic. Yeah. Um do we have any closing advice? I I will say thoughts. In, we're we're trying to make light of this sleep thing but in terms of the overall themes that we've been covering on no small things so far if you have listened to any of our episodes you know we like to talk about anxiety, we like to talk about wellness, we like to talk about white space, wilderness and holy ground, theology, spirituality, all these things. And um, I think particularly when we, if you go back and listen to our anxiety episode, it seems that there's a lot of things in our life 
whether it's literal just depression or anxiety or cynicism or just not feeling good that is not that mysterious at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It seems that it's it often has to do with just eating well, getting yeah. sleep. And exercising. And exercising, yeah. And and unfortunately, the 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 other side of that coin is that we live in a society that's sort of obsessed with fitness and looking good. And so to a certain extent, it's wise to not get caught up in that, mm-hmm. to, to, to just not be worried too much about fitness and looking good and all that. At the same time, it is important to take care of yourself, mm-hmm. you know? So I think one of the final words, and we're talking mostly to ourselves. We really are think, talking right? to ourselves. Yeah, like, we're, I'm still learning how to be a good sleeper. I, I think <laughs> we both struggle with moodiness. Mm-hmm. And and probably at the end of the day, as much as we'd like to think that it's some sort of f- form of intellect, or like we're just we're just deep thinkers, we're we're taking into consideration how what messed up the world is. I think oftentimes it just probably has to do with like I didn't get very good sleep last night. I stayed up late watching videos. Yeah, Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Educating yourself. You know, or you know, I mean, Macy listened to an episode. Of, oh, Macy and I both listened to an episode on typology, which is an Enneagram uh, podcast this week mm-hmm. about a four. Yeah. And he just he just went into detail about explaining a day that he had that was a bad day, and it was he knew in retrospect it was because he almost ate a whole pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what caused and him to be in a bad it was all it was, was some physical yeah. or some outside thing. Yeah. I've heard it said, too, that, like, um, driving on low sleep is worse than drunk driving. Hmm. You know, like, this stuff really messes with our perception of reality. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. It's important. Sleep is important. Yeah. I, I, I think... Deep um, breath for that. If, if, if we're inviting people on the journey, I think you and I both have this experience where because we focused on this topic for the week, we inevitably inevitably start thinking about it for the week. So oh, we'll be a little sure. bit more clued into our sleep this week. I already have been incredibly clued into my sleep yeah. this week. So maybe that's what we're so hoping to do. So we're inviting you to yeah. be a little clued into your own sleep and think, think about, your, about sleep. your sleep patterns. What mm-hmm. does it mean for you? How is it affecting your day? Is it affecting your day? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, I think we'd want people to know that if you are a night owl mm-hmm. or a wolf or a dolphin, Mm-hmm. There's something that's actually very okay and natural about that. Yeah, and, totally. And we want to do our best to get ourselves into places, whether it's family and work, that allows us to function in more of our natural sleep patterns. Mm-hmm. Having said that, if you look at this guy's book, um, it's, it is important that every type takes getting to bed a little bit more seriously. Yeah. You know. Get to bed. Get to bed. Everybody. All right. With that. That's it. Uh, good night. Goodbye. Good night, goodbye. Good we'll, we'll we'll talk to you next week. I, I I don't I don't think we know for sure what our topic is for the next week. It might be an interview. Ooh. We'll see. But, we'll uh, see. We'll see you next week, everybody. The microphone is down. Goodbye. <laughs>